As you can tell, we were very prepared for this. Yeah, I could tell. Delayed the six fifteen. Delayed the. I mean seven. Um, seven fifteen. Now delayed this. Now. Well, Aaron at like Aaron at like five fifteen was like, "Hey, you want to set up a new overlay for the podcast tonight? <laughs> Let's do it on the new stuff." <laughs> Why not, guys? Why not? Dude, we've been recording. This is all going in. Mm-hmm. This is all content. This is all really good podcast content. <laughs> episode 130. Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced and streamed and sometimes released on Thursdays. We're a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash horizon FB, or you can come hang out on our Discord channel, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com, where we have a ton of original content for you to browse through. Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I'm Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. Alex? Hello, that is me. I'm not doing anything weird. Uh-huh. Right yeah, now. Chad? Hey, what's up? Jake John? Oh, shit, what up? <laughs> and Caleb? Oh, uh, that's me. Alex, what are you doing weird right now? I don't know exactly. You, don't you know legally exactly. have to tell us. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> part of the, the terms and conditions. Or something. Yeah. Oh, the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> I was hitting the wrong hotkeys is what I was doing. Shame, shame. Uh, Let's start with uh, some marketing ads, things, and stuff with with the chat. Oh yeah, the Mattis section. Yes, right. The Mattis. Love it. All right, so this one's some old news, but I thought it was interesting. So it's kind of if you you never heard about it or didn't hear about it, you're hearing about it now. Uh, This was back November twelfth, twenty eighteen. I happened across this, and you know, threw it into my Google Doc filled with Mattis stuff. Did you guys know that Venom had a huge opening in China because the marketing campaign presented him as the beast, uh, beast as the best perfect boyfriend? So he he's like all cutified and taking pictures with like um, animated females, and uh, yeah, is is like a great advertisement. Had a campaign that Wait, we're, tra- tra- we're talking about like Tom Hardy Venom, right? Yeah, that Venom. And if that was in the movie, I would have gone and seen it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's like, it's all cute. and Here, I'll send a link. It's all cute and cuddly. And uh, and then they they actually raised, uh, not really raised, but they earned a hundred and $111 million out of the $673 million that was worldwide. And These are ridiculous. Like, Why did they do this? You can like scroll down. He's like holding like a bunch of groceries and, and, and purse and stuff like that. And then there's another one. Um, he's like his hands like ripped through a bus and you know making sure the the chick isn't falling over. Uh, it's, it's great stuff. Very colorful. Very bright. Very just like I mean, not what the movie is. It's kind of like it's kind of like vaporware Earth. aesthetic. They got a lot of the like blues and pinks and purples yeah very chill vibe i kind of like it why is this not what the movie was like is my (laughs) question i watched that yeah oh that's so good wow man 
Uh, let's move on to uh, what have you been playing lately. Uh, who are we starting with this week? Alex? We're starting with you, Alex. Hopefully you're not still doing weird stuff. Yeah, no, stop doing stuff. weird stuff. Yeah. Hand check. I'm, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um... Yeah, so Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Still happening. Came out. You're playing it? Um, playing it still. It's, it's very good. Mm-hmm. I don't I basically went almost the whole time between the last podcast and now not playing it, and then I played a bunch the other day. So mm. I'm still chugging through Mass Effect 1 at this point. Did we describe your setup the last time we were talking about Mass Effect? Uh, I think we did. so. Sure we did. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. I Well, it's changed because oh, it's true. I am. I was playing on my TV very close in my chair, but I had you like a tanner. monitor box. <laughs> I look tanner. <laughs> uh, I had a monitor box across my lap. And a mouse and keyboard on that, and it was like awkward and weird. But mm-hmm. I went to Bed Bath and Beyond and got a little collapsible desk that I can put in front of my chair in front of the TV. So now I have a, like a little tiny desk that I can like fold Amazing. out and play games on my TV with mouse and keyboard. That's so what little... Aaron saw on the camera that he was confused about you carrying inside. Yeah, it's yeah. a little creepy that we saw <laughs> him walking through the front door oh, carrying something. Creepy. We're like. <laughs> Trying to play like guess that object, we're like mm, very mm. creepy. In fact, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought you'd just gotten like your real estate license, and it was a real estate sign that you could stick mm. out in the front yard with your name on it. <laughs> yeah, he's selling your house, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Well, so they also, well, I thought like it'd be cool to mention the the background stuff that they have, like the ma- background you made for your oh yeah, like, the master so background stuff. They're on the EA website somewhere. We'll probably put a link in uh, the description, but. There is a wallpaper builder for the legendary edition and it's pretty sick. Like it asks you some questions um, like what you're, you know, about like your favorite characters. They they describe the characters in weird ways, but you basically select sets of characters based on questions they ask you. And then it builds a pretty sick looking wallpaper for you. That's kind of customized to your favorite aspects of the Mass Effect characters. So. The issue is it asks you for too many characters. I got to like four of my favorite characters and I was like, I don't really care about anyone else. And it was like, no, keep picking. <laughs> no, pick more characters. It'll be unbalanced in the wallpaper if you don't pick more. I wanted less. But yeah, it kind of just generates it. Like there's really, it's really cool hand-drawn art, but it like just patches it together in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also picked up Biomutant since last podcast. That picked up and I also refunded Biomutant <laughs> since last podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I waited a really long time for that game. It seemed like it was in development hell for a long time. And then it came out as a $60 product and I bought it kind of without looking at any reviews or anything and played it for a bit. And I was like, it just feels bad. I don't know. The combat just. It feels like there's no oomph behind anything you do. Like I made a melee character at first, like a kind of like a quick agile, like dual wielder and was fighting dudes. And it just felt like I was mashing buttons and I was hitting them with like feather dusters. Um, there was no impact in anything you did. So then I kind of went back and messed with ranged builds a bit and it still wasn't very satisfying, a little bit better, I think than melee, but still it's like, the range combat's not very interesting, I don't think. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I just ended up. I mean, maybe that game, that game feels like a game that is not sixty dollars. 
Uh, so maybe when it's like 20 bucks or lower, or if somebody puts it in a humble bundle, whoever makes those decisions, um, um, um. <laughs> we know and, I get it, and I get it with my <laughs> monthly, then I'll, I'll try it again. But I ended up refunding it, got $60 in store credit and bought two different games with those that I'm nice. much more happy with so far. So, uh, first one is Necromunda hired gun. Which is also mixed reviews on Steam, but it's a Warhammer game. It is a Warhammer game. It is a first-person mm-hmm. shooter that feels like it takes a lot of inspiration from Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a double jump. Mm-hmm. You have a dash. You have glory, essentially glory kills, um, and you're kind of like a cyborg type dude. So you are upgrading parts of your body to give you new abilities. There's like a grappling hook. There's an ability that's literally auto aim that you can <laughs> get like four seconds of auto aim every wow. once in a while. That seems balanced. Yeah. Um, you also have a cyber, what do they call it? A cyber Mastiff, which just looks like a regular <laughs> Mastiff to me, but he's a cyber Mastiff <laughs> and you can call your dog and sick him on people. So that's fun. Mm, mm. Um, the animations are a little jank, but overall I think it plays well and it feels good. And it's uh definitely worth the thirty dollars I spent on it, I think. When especially when comparing it to the game I returned to be able to buy it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then lastly, I bought Celasta, which is actually still running on my computer. I just realized. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> about that. You've been you've been running Celasta for, a while for days. Uh, <laughs> definitely haven't been playing it for ever. I didn't even get through character creation in that game yet, so I can't really talk about it. <laughs> no but, way! You took a long time gotta, in character creation. You gotta build four characters, right? You have to build four characters. Oof. You have to build an entire party. <laughs> <laughs> so I started with that. It seems really cool. It's a, I think it's D&D 5e based, right? Yep. Um, Caleb's talked about it in the past, but it just came out uh, in 1.0 uh, out of early access, so that's the reason why it was on my radar. And it seems cool so far. They have one campaign in it that they say takes you to like level 10, I think. And uh, they said they're going to add more campaigns. You basically just literally build a D&D party and go. So I'm excited to check that out some and talk about it more later. I saw recently they added a um, dungeon builder mode where you like lay out a dungeon in blueprint style. Yeah. It looks like it'll be really cool for custom campaigns. Yeah, so. I'm at, like literally on the main menu. It's like, what campaign do you want? And it gives you the one that they made. And then it's like user made campaign. Uh-huh. <laughs> so workshop support, maybe. I don't know if that's in there yet, but it seems like it'll be a good direction to go for that game. Having user made campaigns. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Chad, how about you? What are you playing? I've been playing a bit. Just a bit. Just a, just a, just a smidge. You know, smidge. Uh, Guild Wars 2. Honestly, I haven't been touching anything else. I've thought about playing... Brand Call new Duty. game, right? Yeah. I've thought <laughs> about playing uh, Warzone a couple times, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get back on... I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then I, like, get onto my computer, and I'm like, mm. ah, I'm going to play Guild Wars 2. I feel like I've just hit, like, a stride in that game that just feels really nice. Uh, I think previously, like, I would play the campaign or, like, the story, and then I'd kind of be burned out and not want to play anything else on it um but there's a lot of like collectibles and achievements you can go for and like just item building and and like the crafting system i've learned a little bit more about that uh that just in 
everything. This is just making the game feel better as I play it. Hmm. Also, having my parents like basically daily play it is interesting. Mm-hmm. Where I'm always in a four stack because uh, Caitlin's playing it as well. So we're able to get through most content because everything's usually a five stack. Um, but, you know, I'm basically three people in that game, so. <laughs> what are you doing, Alex? Where's the fifth? You know? Um, I mean, I'm busy a lot of nights, and <laughs> I don't know. Don't like Guild Wars that much? Guild Wars is interesting. <laughs> I don't... There I, there was definitely a, a period recently where I'm like, man, this game is boring me. So, last night was fun, though, so I don't know. I feel like you, you haven't hit the good content yet which is really sad because it's sad to say that like hey the first storyline in the game isn't great hey you gotta gotta get through like 80 to 90 hours before you get to a good storyline in the game because you never want to like say that to somebody but then when they start experiencing it you gotta tell them they're like oh man i just don't like the story and you're like well i agree with you that story is miserable but when you get to the expansions, they actually knew what they were doing finally. So, yeah. sounds like you're talking about Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, the know. first part of the game sucked. It's but he got to like 30 hours in apparently. Alex made the con- comment of how he he doesn't feel connected to any of the characters, and honestly, in that game, you don't feel connected to the characters in the main storyline until you start getting into the expansions, and then they really write the characters well. Uh, and you start actually forming like quote unquote bonds with them, and like the dialogue actually matters. Um, and I think fra- like playing through uh, the fractals is like some of the end dungeons, which are uh, randomized, and um, you go through it, and there's like a whole storyline with that. I think Alex experienced a little bit of the dialogue in that, and in, in which it was like a little bit better than some of the stuff that he's been playing through in the, the main storyline. Cool. Yeah. I my major issue with the game isn't even the story so so much like the beginning of it definitely was kind of bad but towards the end of that first story it picks up but really it's just been like the the combat i think is like most of the combat in the game not fractals that we were doing last night because those actually take some thought but most of the combat in the game that we've been doing is just so mindless it's like you're hitting buttons and there's not there's not like a ton of feedback to like give you the sense that you're accomplishing something. You're just like sending out a bunch of stuff and your whole screen is filled with particle effects and stuff is just happening. And none of the enemies are particularly difficult until you get into like fractals that we were doing last night where it's like boss mechanics and AOEs you have to avoid and like all that kind of stuff. But I can, I can totally see that complaint and it is the, the game isn't built really around the the solo content that you can actually do. So like the open world stuff uh, and like the story is super simple and, and, and linear and, and basically like you do feel like just I could face roll through this. Like I can yeah. literally just face roll across my keyboard and, and kill stuff. Uh, but they've scaled it to where that content's easy enough to do to where you can get the items to where you can go into the later dungeon stuff and then have to actually think through stuff. Yeah. I mean, no. not to pull an Owen, but to compare it to WoW, like playing WoW with mom and a party of two, just in a random overworld section, like we can pull 
three enemies and then all of a sudden it's like i don't know we might die like <laughs> stuff stuff is kind of dangerous in that game and also i have the added benefit of i have to constantly heal mom to make sure that she doesn't die so i'm doing like multiple things at right. once to occupy me so right i don't know i think also central Tyria's map is very simple when you get to heart of thorns and you get to path of fire um the difficulty scaling of the open world environment goes up exponentially hmm. i think it's just because of the power scale like creep and and such so like yeah. you know all the items and such are better uh in path of fire and i think you're also getting that benefit because the expansions are out even through central interior you're still getting loot table drops that are with the expansion so yeah hmm. how about you caleb what have you been playing well uh recently i picked up bug fables on switch so it's going on a trip and sam has been talking about bug fables for so long Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. Finally decided to pick it up and start playing it. Uh it's it's pretty decent. It's like a little um kind of paper Mario looking where it's got a bunch of 2D stuff in like a 3D world. Uh and you travel around with this little group of three people and you get into some kind of turn-based combat with like, you know, timed blocking and timing your moves to make them do more damage, things like that. The combat's not terribly com- complicated or complex. Uh, but it's been enjoyable so far. Story's pretty good. Cute. Has anybody else played it? I'm guessing not. I've nope. seen it played by Sam, I think. Okay. But besides that, no. Not bad. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm only a few hours into it, so there's a lot more left, I think. Uh, and then I've been playing some Tainted Grail, which might sound familiar because we played the board game Tainted Grail. But they apparently have two video games, one which is out, uh, called Painted Grail Conquest. It's one I've been playing. The other one is just, I think, the board game, but in video game form. But that hasn't been released yet. But, I mean, I feel like that wouldn't be too difficult to accomplish, considering yeah. basically the entire game you're playing on a screen and it plays like yeah. a video game. Yeah. I don't. I mean, you basically play an app anyway to play yeah. it, right? I don't think that game is like the board game at all. I think it's like a classic CRPG. No. Oh, is it? I think so. I, when I read the summary, it was like the opening to the board game. So <laughs> I just assumed it was like that, but I, I don't know for sure. But the one I've been playing is a little roguelike deck builder. Oh, a roguelike uh, deck builder. I, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> uh, it's got turn-based combat also, you know, right in my area of expertise. Yeah. Uh, but so far, I've played three classes so far. Each run has taken me about an hour and a half to two hours, so pretty long runs. Um, but all three of the classes I've played are, like, incredibly unique. They feel entirely different, which is, I don't know, I feel like everybody always wants to do that, but they end up having a bunch of things that play really similarly, which is, like, a kind of a different theme. But so far, the three classes I've played, one was a summoner, one was just a warrior, and one was a archer. And, like, all of the cards you play feel super unique across the three. Have you it's played? Pretty, it's pretty cool. There's a small, just relatively unknown game called Gloomhaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I know nobody here has played it, but Never there's some classes that are just wildly different from one yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. I know it sounds yeah. crazy, but but then you have summoner, and then you know there might be another class that just summons <laughs> a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I feel like you might be spoiling things, Alex. That's not a yeah, spoiler. Alex. That's not a spoiler. Hmm. 
So it's it's pretty good. Um, it's it's got a pretty long story. It seems like I think I played it for like four and a half, five hours. For a roguelike, that's not bad, I guess, so far. Seems cool. Because it feels like I'm not even halfway through. Hmm. And then I play been playing another roguelike. Now picked up in the epic sale, uh, called Unexplored Two, a little top-down action RPG, and it's very exploration heavy. You're constantly traveling around the world map on various quests, but then when you when you load into a, a you know an actual map, not the world map, you're running around a little survival kind of game. So you're you know picking up herbs and stuff as you go, fighting a few creatures, um, solving some puzzles. Can we back up? You said that a game called Unexplored is exploration heavy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Unexplored two. Oh, yeah, sorry, second, Mark. Shoot. It's totally yeah, different. So they already explored totally different games. the first yeah. one. That's right. Well, they're that's unexploring right. it. But the first yeah. one has nothing to do with exploring, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't played it. Skipped right to the second. Hmm. I haven't played too much of it, but it's... I got stuck recently on a... On a it's in early access. I got stuck on a quest because the quest wouldn't complete. So I don't know if it's a bug or if I just couldn't find what I was looking for in the area. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you got to explore the areas pretty thoroughly, but... Yeah. Uh, I'll go next. Man, I haven't really played much except for Starfinder Scenario Builder. Mm. Mm. It's a good quality game, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a good one. But uh, Foundry is a good quality. You know, I mean, man. Uh, if you have never, if you've never done anything with uh, tabletop RPGs online and you're like, hey, maybe I should just go to Roll20. I mean, yeah, that's a good place to start. But after you've played a couple <laughs> sessions... <laughs> After you've played a couple <laughs> sessions, just 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 go right on over to Foundry because you know it's like infinitely better. Yeah, just whatever you do, for... don't pay for Roll Twenty. Oh yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Don't pay. You for can Roll try 20. it for free and then buy Foundry. Yes, yes. Foundry is man. There's so many things. The only thing you shouldn't do in Foundry is just update the day <laughs> after they re- have like the next big tier release. Whoa! It wasn't the day after. Oh, it was close. It was close. Either way, everything's broken in Caleb's campaign, so that's fun. Woo! Woo! <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a blast. Like I said, I've been doing a lot of like uh, reading. The Galaxy Exploration Manual just came out for Starfinder, which is fun. Uh, and it adds a whole bunch of stuff for GMs. Not a lot for players. Um, some new spells and whatnot. But a whole big background character building, story building thing. So it's really unique. Um, um, like I was a game playing. mastery guide, kind of? Kind kind of. Um, they they spend a lot of time uh, delving into like unexplored regions of greater Starfinder space. You know, because in Starfinder you have like the Pact Worlds, which is like the center of. I mean, it's basically our solar system, and then you have the Vast, which is kind of the area beyond that, and then there's just like all of the rest of you know the universe. So they do a lot of talking about things like biomes and uh, you know how you would plan out a campaign in different biomes and. Um, what characters or, or creatures might populate those spaces. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I was planning on playing some Switch this last weekend, but then I got conned on, into uh, climbing on a roof and raking leaves off of it. So <laughs> you got to work on your excuses, man. <laughs> <laughs> this week. Uh, Jake, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Uh, so I've been playing, unfortunately, stuff you guys all talked about last week. So that kind of feels mm-hmm. bad that I missed uh-huh. that one. Yeah. Uh, but I've been playing, I have played so much Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I'm at 56 hours. Oh right my. Now. Wow. Yeah. I finished oh. Mass Effect 1, and I'm almost done Mass Effect 2. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
It is. It's so freaking good, dude. Like, to give you an idea, let me see. How many hours do I have in Mass Effect 1? I have 80 hours in Mass Effect 1, just like the original. And this playthrough in Legendary is probably the first time the gameplay has been enjoyable in Mass Effect 1. <laughs> wow! Yeah, the gameplay in original Mass Effect 1 is rough. It's not great. Don't mm. like it. It's yeah. very fun in the Legendary Edition. Because, like, if you point your gun at a guy and you shoot it, it'll actually go where you're pointing it <laughs> instead of, like, somewhere kind of near them. It's, it's rough. But Legendary, it's so good. It's so fun. Uh, something else really interesting I've noticed with, especially going from Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 1 is the only game where, like, crowd control is a thing that's worth doing. Like, in Mass Effect 1, you can just, like, CC people, like, the second you see them. You can just stunlock them, essentially, and run over and shotgun them in the face, which is all yeah. I did all game. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, but then in Mass Effect 2, they introduce, like, shields and armor, and while they have shields and armor, you can't CC them at all. And oh. by the time you get through their shields and armor, they're dead. Like, you just shoot them, like, two more times and you got them. So, like, why bother CCing them? You already did the hard part. Hmm. So that's kind of kind of frustrating, I guess, because, you know, the CC gameplay is kind of fun, but Mass Effect 2 plays a lot more like a shooter. Man, the CC mm. is so important in the first game it's from crazy. what I've seen so far, too, because if you don't do anything about it, all of a sudden, 10 guys will just like mm -hmm. walk up to where you are behind cover. Yeah. Hot and then bring what do you Liara. Do? Bring Liara. Yeah. <laughs> she has yeah, nothing but her. CC and I've she's incredible. She's, she's, she's great. so strong. It's wild. So. Uh, yeah. That, like, every time I've died in that game, it's been because, like, four dudes are now behind where I'm at behind cover because they just walk to you. <laughs> and yeah. we, ha we haven't killed them before they got to us, so. Like, they're not taking cover? They're just, like, beelining straight for you? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so some guys will take cover. It seems like they've coded two sets of enemies in those fights. I don't know. Like, some guys that just sit way back behind cover, and then some guys that just walk towards you. Run at you. <laughs> spotter hmm. yeah uh but uh i guess talking a little bit more about mass effect 2 um it has all the dlc which is really great if you haven't played it play it i already played one dlc i never did called arrival in mass effect 2 and it's incredible it, the beginning of mass effect 3 makes a lot more sense having played that because <laughs> uh, those events lead directly into mass effect 3 and i just mm -hmm. didn't know uh so that's been cool uh one Wasn't thing i will say oh What's up? You're I was just going to say, wasn't there a thing where like, because I've never played any of these as we've discussed mm -hmm. before. You but... guys really should just yeah. throw that out there. You guys will love them. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, wasn't there like a, a thing where like you move your save from the first one to the second one and it like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. OK. I, I yeah. So. You import your whole character. It's actually uh, one thing I've been really enjoying with Mass Effect 2. I did basically all the side quests in Mass Effect 1 okay. and playing Mass Effect 2. You'll just be like in like a hub area and you'll find a character and will be like, oh, you know, you remember me. You helped me with that thing. Or, like, there's a character who, like, is a businesswoman, and you go, and it's like, they say the name, and it's like, oh, I remember her. And then you, like, go into her office, and she's like, oh, hey, I paid you to take out those mercenaries for me. Like, what are you doing here? And it's like, oh, my God, I did. That's just, like, a thing that happened. Probably, like, way more relevant, too, because you're playing them back-to-back -back versus, yes. like, playing the first one and then waiting. And then I don't know how many yeah. years it was between when both those games were released, but I assume... It wasn't instantaneous, like yeah, Legendary no. Edition. No, it's it's been very cool to just go from game to game and be like, oh my god, I like just did that quest. I remember them exactly. Uh, does, so that's tie in, cool. does a tie-in happen between 2 and 3 as well? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's all And Andromeda, right? Like, all those mm -hmm. games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
only the good ones have that. Only the good ones. Okay. All right. All right. Just checking. Wanted to make sure. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you're playing a Vanguard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mass Effect 2 is going to be hard. <laughs> oh, is it? Uh, I've been playing Vanguard. Uh, and Vanguard's like the close range class. They have shotguns and biotics, which is like magic powers, kind of. Uh, and Mass Effect 2 is where they add the charge move, where you basically target an enemy, you hit a button, and you just like, you get them. You charge over to them, and you stun them a little bit. And it works really well in Mass Effect 3. In Mass Effect 2, it does not work very well at all. Oh, no. <laughs> Sometimes, Shepard just decides she doesn't want to charge. I'm like, hey, can you charge that person? She's like, nah, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Uh, it has a tendency to, like, it'll have, like, platforms, like, around the arena where enemies can stand, but you cannot. Oh, so, like, yeah. if you try to charge oh, no. them, you can't, you can't, you can't charge them. You got to take them out at range. Uh, sometimes, for whatever reason, Shepard is just like, no, we can't do it. Uh, and then my least favorite one is you hit it, Shepard does the charge animation, it, it puts your abilities on cooldown, but you don't move anywhere. Oh, and fun. you don't get your shields back. Yeah. Fun. So it just, like, eats the ability, and you're just standing in the middle of the room with nothing off cooldown, and you die. <laughs> so that's annoying. That's very annoying. Um, I'm wondering, do, does playing them back-to-back -back feel like one long Mass Effect game, or does it definitely feel like two individual games? It, the differences in gameplay are noticeable. Okay, uh, I think it feels like two different games. Um, I would say maybe consider switching classes uh, <laughs> if you don't want to do that. Because I'm I'm doing it as a vanguard, and it's you know it's doable. It is fun most of the time, fifty percent mm -hmm. of the time. It's just mm -hmm. frustrating when you get into a level that's like, hey, you can't charge anyone here, and you've just got to shoot them with your pistol. Uh, that sucks. So either don't play vanguard. Or, like, halfway-ish through the game, maybe a little earlier than half, uh, you have the opportunity to pick up assault rifle training. Get that. You could get a better shotgun, but if you can't hit them close, you might as well get the assault rifle. Yeah. That's, that's my hot tip for Mass Effect 2. Been, I've been making pistols Ooh. Mass Effect 1. Really? As a Vanguard? What are you doing? <laughs> you, you start proficient in pistols, and then you can upgrade to be proficient shotguns. in shotguns. Yeah, yeah. Okay. do that but, one. But my pistols are maxed out right now. My shotgun's pretty low. Why did you max it? Whatever. That's <laughs> because fine. because you can like you can just take people out with pistols, man. It's basically you can't a sniper. With you can't with shotguns. Shotguns are so good. Use the shotguns. I don't want to be. I don't want to be close to them though. Then don't play Vanguard. What well, you're playing Vanguard? What? Later, I'll like be that close to them. Like entire thing is being up near in enemy yes. spaces. Oh, They're close okay. range. In Mass Effect One, they have a, a move called Barrier. That just gives them more shield so they can close the distance. And then in 2 and 3, they have the charge move, which charges them. <laughs> and the Nova yeah. move. That's only in 3. That's oh, not in 2, okay. which is also why it's tough in 2. Because <laughs> you charge them, and then you're like, oh, guess I'm here now. That's it. What classes uh, would you suggest playing through 2? Um, I The first time I played through the whole trilogy, I did Soldier. Soldier is <laughs> just good. Can't go wrong with Soldier. Uh, that would probably be my recommendation. Assault Rifles in Mass Effect 2 are really good. Is that the equivalent to the Technomancer, which is definitely the best class in Outriders? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, that's Infiltrator would probably be the closer okay. one. Okay, just checking. Just no. checking. All the other classes are probably fine. I don't know. I don't like Sentinel. I know Owen was talking about how much he liked Sentinel, but he's not here, so I can just say Sentinel sucks. <laughs> don't like Sentinel. <laughs> is Sentinel the one that has tech and biotic? Yes, powers? they are half tech, half biotic. 
That'd they get great. armor in two and three. I don't know. I've never really played them, so maybe they're OP. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Are there explosions in two biotic explosions, or is that only three? They are, but they're kind of wonky. They're mm. they're they're hard to set up. They're not very well fleshed out. Okay. Uh, like I I had a hard time. There's an achievement for getting twenty of them, and I had a really hard time getting things to like <laughs> actually trigger. Huh. Uh yeah. So the answer is kind of. Kind of, not really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you guys should play Mass Effect, both Aaron and Caleb. And Chad, if you haven't, I don't know if you have. I was thinking about once it came out like this, I would play through it, probably. Yeah, they are, they, they're great. I mean, Mass Effect 2 is probably, like, the best game ever made, one of the best games ever made. <laughs> yeah. It was on our Game of the Decade. It was. was it not? It's, yeah. God, it's, it's, it's so good. And the story it's, uh... one... I'm Sorry, frustrated you that you just said it's probably the best game ever made because <laughs> you definitely voted against it in the finals for the game of the decade. The that's because it's going up against Doki Doki, and that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair to me. Come on. Um, Mass Effect 2, I, I've always said, or not always, but since I've played it, I've said is my favorite game of all time. Not always so, said it, even before it came out. He was like, the second one, out. that's the best one. <laughs> So yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten to the second game in the legendary edition yet, which has been kind of scary because I'm like, what if it's not as good as I remember? But from the way you're talking, I'm I'm much more confident now. It, oh, it's so good. Honestly, <laughs> the gameplay isn't the best, I would say, but the story, writing, and characters. I mean, there's nothing. Nothing even comes close in my mind. Even Mass Effect One. Now that the gameplay is like fun, uh, the story's always been like arguably better in one. Like the main plot. I think is stronger than in two, whereas two really has really good characters and character writing, uh, which is where its strengths are. Like Andromeda level character writing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, there's definitely a character oh, says that their face hurts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, highlight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think like last podcast, Alex was saying something like uh, the Mass Effect one was like the best game for immersing you in a world. Like within the first like oh. five minutes of gameplay or something. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Was I? I didn't remember how quickly that game made you care about everything that was happening. Mm -hmm. And it's in like the first few minutes of that game, like you're invested in like your character that you've already chosen background stuff for that you care about, and like these people that are popping up left and right. You're you're already like I hate this person and that person's cool, like, and like the, the whole the world building and like all the cool stuff that they just like show you right in the beginning of that game, like the Citadel and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's so, it's so good, dude. It's so good. Sounds like I need to give the first five minutes a second chance. <laughs> wow. Quite possibly, quite possibly. <sighs> but I, uh, okay. when I, when I played it, I was like strictly like gears of war. That is it. And then I tried mm. mass effect and I was like, this doesn't play like Gears of War. And, I'm back <laughs> yeah. to Gears. and if you were playing the original, the gameplay is rough. Yeah, it's tough in the original. But for some reason, I was able to play through all of Dragon Age. Mm. Well, it's, I mean, that's, you know, it's very different. It's not pretending to be a yeah. shooter, right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, you guys should play it. Uh, I've also been playing finished actually by now Resident Evil 8 Resident Evil Village. That game is really good for the first half. Uh, and then it's ooh. pretty good. That's not a good review. <laughs> and then it's pretty bad. I really, really did not like the ending. Wow. Yeah. I, God, yeah. I was very disappointed in the ending. Wow. I like yeah. it considerably better than Seven's ending, I think. 
Really? Yeah, I don't like Seven's ending. I mean, I'll I'll give you Seven's ending is not great, man. But Eight's ending is worse, I think. I like he should have been here good. last week because Caleb oh, talked that game up so hard. I know the game's good. The game's really so good. Fair, if I was on it last week, I would have been in agreement because I hadn't finished it. I was about <laughs> okay. halfway through, so I would have been like, "Yeah, this game's awesome," and the first half is awesome. It's like it's like Resident Evil at its best. Love it. Yeah. And then it just kind of goes downhill. Has mm. se- sequence one's really good. Like area one is like really good. Area two is, I think, phenomenal. I think it's aw- the best part of the game. Area three is pretty bad. It's not. And great. then area four is like decent, but a little mm. long and a little shoot heavy. I think. Which, yeah. Which part has the big fetus that I saw in Donkey's uh, video? That's the ending. That's area five kind okay. of. Okay. It's ending. Because that was very humorous, I thought. The shitty oh, big fetus? No, <laughs> yeah. that is the second part of the game. That's the best part oh, of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I know Shark Boy now. Yeah. yeah, spoiler alert, there's a second big fetus in the okay. second part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The part that Donkey plays where he's like, just you have to run big away baby. from the, the, big, the big baby, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's and it's the second like, part. It's got a giant gaping mouth, and it's just wailing baby cries. Yeah, that part is actually horrifying <laughs> really okay yeah. sound like a game you're gonna play alex no i was wondering if we've ever played re7 on stream i'm actually i'm going to oh are you okay that's what i'm going to do if you wanted to do it i don't think i don't, I don't know if i will or not it. it was just yes. an idea that i had because i have this app that links my Apple Watch heart rate to the stream. Oh my lord! <laughs> and I've I've wanted to do something with that before, and like a horror game is the obvious choice. But I think I, I think like you on stream, like maybe you could get over the like I can't play this by myself because you actually have other maybe people. Maybe sure, there's yeah. people there with me. Yeah, I don't know. Then help. you could go back and play some Bioshock. You know, you could oh also <laughs> you can also play it like semi co-op. To really have like somebody with you, and it's you both are playing through the single player at the same time, going through the same steps, and then like you're mm. reacting mm. kind of at the same time, or like maybe somebody went a little bit further than you and reacted, so you're like, all right, I kind of know what's about That's to happen. Um, Dude, then then you're in like a tense moment, and they just start screaming, and then you start <laughs> screaming. Yeah. So I was actually playing Visage with Danny side by side, but what we did is we turned off our mics until we got stuck. And so we were like reacting differently, like, and then like there would be times where he'd like turn on his, his microwave and be like, "Did you did you see did you see the thing?" And I'd be like, "I don't think I've gotten there yet." And I like turned the corner. I'm like, "Never mind." <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great stuff. It's awesome. Uh, let's talk about some other game related things. Um, first and foremost, uh, Epic Games is having a major sale. It started on the twentieth, I think. Uh, going through, wait, 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 mega sale through, yeah, yeah, through June 17th. Did you like yeah. buy a bunch of things? Is that why you wanted to mention it? I or you like, like three things? I know Jake oh, bought some, I things. bought a lot of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, you okay, get, you get a coupon for ten dollars off of any game that's over 14.99 or something, mm-hmm. and every time you buy a game, you get another coupon. So, you yeah. get ten dollars off basically every game. So, that's over you basically $15. need to buy games that are 14.99 and up, yeah, yeah. it's. It's really sucky when they discount a game to like thirteen dollars, <laughs> yeah, because you end up paying more than games that cost fifteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I feel wow. like they've done less of that this time than they did the first time they had this sale. Yeah, well, clearly they don't care about their revenue from uh, this platform because it literally <laughs> doesn't matter. 
<laughs> They've only lost money on the Epic Store yeah. so far. <laughs> I mean, when Amazing. you give people a whole bunch of coupons and you're like, hey, just spend five bucks. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you spend a bunch of money to get exclusive games, that's why. Yeah, that too. That that's too. why you're losing money. They're, they're also doing like the mystery game, right? Is that just a continuation all the time mm-hmm. where it's just like you get a free game a day? So you're just building a, a library over there and you're you're going to use it sometime. Yeah, I have Wait, so many games it, in my Epic library. Is your thing is every downloading day? every game from every day that's showing up free now? It doesn't download, but yeah, it'll it'll add it to my account. I have a so, script that runs every night at 4 a.m. that checks to see if Epic has a free game up, and it'll add it to my account. Hilarious. Wow. <laughs> if that's hilarious. Wow. That's a It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Fortnite's free. <laughs> Fortnite's free? Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, speaking of another free game... Tell me why available free on Steam right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I wanted to bring it up because I haven't played that one yet. But it's Don't Nod. It's the it's the Life is Strange team. It might be the other team, not the main team. <laughs> oh, did they? Now that I think about it, I think they have two teams. I think they have like a main Life is Strange team, and then they had like the Before the Storm people. I think those people are different. Oh, really? Interesting. Interesting. So it might I mean, have been those people. Sense. Whatever. Um, Same studio. But yeah, it's uh, it's Pride Month, and they decided to just have the game for free this month only. But if you add it to your account now, then it, it's in your account forever. So it's cool. It's uh, it's shorter. It's only three episodes, I think. Yeah. But I, I've been intrigued by it, and the story looks interesting. I think, I think the story got a bunch of awards. I don't know if it was for writing or like inclusivity. I'm honestly not sure, but it, it got some kind of acclaim. That's what I'm yeah. I mean, it's clear. It's well reviewed on Steam. Very positive. Nice. Well, it's so, free now. That yeah. goes a long way. That 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 <laughs> effect does. Actually, uh, recent reviews: three hundred ninety-five are only mostly positive. Oh. Oh wow. Take it back. Not worth it. Don't get Yikes. it. Yikes! <laughs> Look out. Not worth that free game. Uh, Chad, <laughs> tell us about uh, Big Time. Yeah. Have any of you heard of this game? Nope, at all? No. Nope. Okay. So, first of all, sounds like a boy band. <laughs> It's from the studios, different different team members coming together. Uh, Epic Games, Blizzard, EA, and Riot. Uh, this oh game is, from what they posted, a cooperative RPG that combines fast-paced action combat, the collectability of NFTs, oh and history-spanning adventure to create a truly unprecedented gaming experience. Oh, what is happening? <laughs> Oh, so if you actually look, the C- one of the CEOs is uh, he pioneered, pioneered NFTs. Uh, he's a founder at what is that? Um, Thecentralland.org. Another one mm-hmm. pioneered MMO and social game uh, games at EA and and Zynga. Uh, and then yeah, so they're they're coming from all. Uh, one of them's Fortnite, Gears of War, Medal of Honor. You know, they're a couple, couple guys. You know, coming together to form this uh, crypto hype game. <laughs> Wait, I just want to read this synopsis. Explore ancient mysteries and futuristic civilizations as you battle your way through history. Okay, all right, all right, seems cool. Next sentence. Collect rare and legendary NFT items to decorate your avatar and personal time machine where you can hang out with your friends. Yeah, are going so well. It's (laughs) weird because it seems as if that portion could read as if this is like a Second Life game, right? Right. But if you actually look at MMOs, there is a large meta game of AFK play mm-hmm. where you get the the gear, the you know the good goods, 
the the stuff that is mad expensive and so maybe one of these nft is going to be worth you know i don't know hundred thousand just throwing it out there probably not but Mm -hmm. he's just you know hanging with his friends with this hundred thousand dollar x why not game you know flexing whales i wonder if i wonder how much pay to win is going to be in this or if it's going to be like just skin based and and that's it depends on how big time you are (laughs) (laughs) it looks interesting so here's the thing those studios are actually kind of big that like can't like they branched off and came together to make this so it could be a gem of like gameplay but i think if they focus too much on the nft it's just going to be a cash grab and it's just going to be like meh Hmm. Uh, they're now hiring no do you think like do you think these guys actually spent any time actually doing the development themselves or they were just like, all right, let's put some names on here and then let's get a studio of people. Just put something together. Come on, guys, get something. Make it, make it, just make it catchy. Big time. Yeah, big time. Uh, Jake, let's talk about some uh, PlayStation exclusives, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. You excited? So, Delays? Well, you guys are going to be <laughs> upset. The new God of War game got delayed. Ooh. Yeah. yeah big time, that. boo. Not really surprising. I feel like they haven't said anything about it. No. Like every time I saw it, like release date 2021, I was like, really? Really? We're halfway <laughs> Honestly, through it for nothing. Yeah. I, I saw the delay and I was like, wait, that was supposed to come out this year? Yeah. yeah. I thought the same thing, actually. That was, yeah. that seems crazy that it would come out this year. Yeah. Right, that's like weird. When did it come out? Was it 19 or 18? 18, I think. 18. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, I mean, yeah, it's been a while since that game, but. I don't know. Since they announced it, and I've, we've heard nothing. I just wasn't not, expecting anything this there's year. There's been no mm-hmm. hype, no announcements, no nothing. So when I heard, you know, I kept seeing it, like, I'd be like, oh, game's coming out in 2021. It's like, oh, the new God of War. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, not don't to mention, lie to me. Not to mention, like, if I wanted to get a PS5 to play it, I can't really do that easily. Well, it's coming to PS4. Yeah, that's the other part of this announcement. Both it, it is coming and... to PS4. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's the other one? Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Which I guess Forbidden is the Horizon West. 1 Dawn. Um, <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it also is coming to PS4. And Those are both nice. coming to PS4. Is that makes maybe no sense. gonna get pushed out of this year. <laughs> that was yeah. like the announcement. They're like, yeah, we're targeting holiday, but maybe not. Yeah, I mean, so definitely not. Yeah, so like, almost certainly not. The development cycle on God of War that came out in 2018 started in early 2014. And I mean, you got to know that they're going to have to try to exceed what they did last time. Sure. Plus, I, yeah, like, but like they, they already they got the engine. Yeah, they they made like sure. all new tech. They're probably reusing so much stuff in the first game. Yeah, that should yeah, be. A they already know what cycle. Kratos's beard looks like, so it's like that's done <laughs> easy. That saves like that's, a year. It's gonna be the first thing. I, I mean, but you have to <laughs> figure out. Said it. They're gonna have to figure out how to rewrite some other mythology, right? Because is it? Wait, this one's a different mythology, right? It's not uh, Norse. Is it not? Well, it's I don't know that Ragnarok, said. It's that's yeah, it's like called the Ragnarok. rumor name at least. I assume that means they're, it's still Norse. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been tons of rumors that they're gonna move into like Egyptian stuff too, but I don't know. Cool. I and they haven't covered that much of the Norse there's mythology a, yet. Yeah, but well, I, don't know. I, they could, I could see them doing multiple mythologies at the same time. Sure. Yeah. I uh, I watched a, like a 30 minute video about like somebody breaking down the mythology in the first game and about how Loki's entire character was rewritten. Like the mythology that we would know that's pieced together was completely rewritten in order to have that character in the game. 
it's kind of crazy, like all of the stuff, the pieces and parts that they went through and like adjusted, like some of these characters in North mythology were still alive. Some of them had died that should have survived. And all of that is what like perpetuated Loki's story the way it did, I think is really cool, but probably takes a lot to like, you know, finely tune a, a mythology so you can build a story out of it. Yeah. But hmm. sad for delays, though. I uh, think it's really weird that those games are coming to PS4 still, considering how long a PS5 has been out. Well, you can't can get anyone one. get one? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, think, I, guess. I honestly Therein think that's why they're doing do you think, it. Do you think that's the reason? Just I, for I mean, sales of the game? They're like, we'll release this game and like 12 people will buy it. I mean, it can't I mean, be hard know. to make it playable on PS4, I imagine. Looks at Cyberpunk. <laughs> Yikes! If they wanted oh, to do anything, well, that was not I mean, playable on anything. The, the, so. Yeah, correct. The bad part know. about the the bad part about it is if they actually did want to do anything to like up the ante to make it like a true next gen like looker, which I think God of War would be the title to do that in. They can't really do that anymore. Yeah, I don't know because they have to be able to scale it down for PS4. Yeah. To kind of lose their showpiece. This also means, like, supposedly, uh, Halo Infinite's coming out this year, right? Allegedly. And Sony kind of has nothing to compete with that now if both of those move out. That's true. So that could be interesting. Is Microsoft competing that hard anymore? I don't think so. Xbox. Uh, I mean, hard. Halo. Halo would be the one to do it, right? Yeah. I just don't know. Aren't they supposed to be having a, an event coming up here soon? Yeah. Okay, yep. I thought so. And E3 there's type stuff be... is happening. Just just for Microsoft though, right? Ubisoft and uh, Nintendo oh, okay. and I haven't seen anything about EA stuff yet, but I'm sure they're going to do something. What's funny about the Microsoft one is it's now like like Bethesda always had their own event and now this Microsoft one's called the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase or something like that. <laughs> Perfect. Sure. <laughs> like, Whatever. Like specifically Whatever mentioning one of the studios that they just happen to own that makes stuff for their stuff now. <laughs> Weird. I feel like the way Microsoft is competing isn't really through exclusives right now. It's just the play anywhere kind of thing. Or you yeah. can like buy mm-hmm. one copy and play on PC or yeah, they, now. they definitely just want to be a services company. Like they yeah, don't... Game Pass. The Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're, I feel like we were That's talking about this at one point and somebody was making the comment that like Microsoft's like annual revenue surpasses Sony's by so much that it's not yeah. even like it's just a right. drop in the bucket for them. Like it doesn't yeah. even, they're not even real competition. They don't even care. They're just yeah. like, yeah, whatever. We'll make yeah. video games. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should also mention uh, the Overwatch 2 AMA. Yeah. The devs. Uh, so I know you guys talked about Overwatch 2, the whole like five, 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 thing. five thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then shortly after, they did a AMA with some of the devs. And a lot of the questions were really stupid. But some of them <laughs> were actually interesting. Dude, people are like, are you going to do any more, like, Roman god skins? And it's like, guys, guys, <laughs> who cares? Uh, but some oh, of them man. were actually interesting. Uh, I can post a link. But what I, what I thought was most interesting was it sounds like they're going through and removing a lot of CC from the game. Mm-hmm. Which is something that I think a lot of people found really frustrating. Like, um, the ones they specifically talked about were, like, Sombra's Hack, McCree's mm-hmm. Flashbang. There's another one they talked about that I forget. Probably Brig. They didn't yeah. talk about Brig, which I thought really? was weird. I, it's probably <laughs> Brig will always similar. be strong. <laughs> I mean, it's probably because they're, they're same with Sombra. They're going to have to, like, rework her mm-hmm. almost entirely to I get mean, rid of Shield Bash. 
What's McCree gonna do without a flashbang? Yeah, I I don't know. That I mean, I a lot of characters stuff. are gonna need. Yeah, but that's like his <laughs> entire character is just stunning someone and murdering them. Yeah, uh, like, you put McCree in somebody who actually can hit heads. You don't really true. need the stun. That's true. That's true. I think, I think McCree like, is probably less affected by flashbang removal than Sombra is by like hack. Yeah, oh, you yeah. take hack away sure. from Sombra, and it's like, oh, so she's what is she useless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is so what even is her character? She better now? get five insta kill, or she's useless now. <laughs> they, they actually what? they went in depth with Sombra a little bit. Uh, the two things they were like, they he talked about them exploring. They didn't really like either of these, so who knows? Uh, but mm-hmm. like. Extra damage when she hits enemies from behind. Hmm. Okay, uh, and they neat. also tried a like a a lesser impactful hack where you can you hack them, you can hack while in viz, and your hack lets you see enemies through walls, like your whole team, and Sombra does extra damage to hacked enemies. But it doesn't which, disable them? It doesn't no silence. Just okay. those hmm. things. I kinda but, like that, I would actually. actually like that better. Yeah, yeah but... they take out other CC. There's not like a downside to that, really, not hacking them as much. Yeah, it's. I I think both of those abilities would be really interesting. Um, he talked about kind of why they didn't like them. The first one is Sombra's not really a hacker anymore, right. which is fine. Hacker is a weird archetype to try to build a shooter <laughs> character around. Yeah, like that was yeah. just kind of dumb on their part. I don't. I think they kind of locked themselves in a corner there. Uh, and the second one, they were like, yeah, it makes her ult really bad. And I'm like, well, yeah, obviously, change her ult then. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell Those you. Double damage yeah. to all enemies, but only Sombra. <laughs> so you're just like, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> great, perfect. Uh, but yeah, I just, I thought that was really cool. And I, I think taking out the CC will make the game, you know, more fun. I think that'll be better. Here's, here's the problem, though. There's a couple of characters that are like, yeah, you have they, to be able to we, CC them. We if cannot deal with this person. Get all the CC characters. Yeah. Find Genji, Genji, a really yeah. good Genji, and you don't Genji. have to or, uh, What do you maybe do? Maybe just take a ball. Just take out his Tracer double jump. Ball. We'll be fine. Yeah. Tracer can't blink anymore. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all can't roll anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot yeah. more than taking out CC. Oh, that was the May can't freeze people anymore. That was the other one. Yeah, that they that's, about. that's insane. I was, I'm assuming that that would be in there too, because that's. Yeah. I am totally fine with that. Yeah. yeah. She super slow them. That's fine. She that's slows, okay. but does not freeze. Yeah, that's I thought. Fine. I thought that's that's just a good call. Honestly, freezes. Yeah, fucking it's stupid. broken. Yes, it's very <laughs> yeah. broken. Man, I feel like no this will CC. end up slowing down the game more than speeding it up. Actually, really? Yeah, because usually you see see someone real quick, and then your team just murders them real fast. Well, now you don't really have that option, so you're going to be chipping through barriers. And you also got to remember, though, you got one tank. You only one tank. Yeah, well, so, that's true. Maybe that, may- that's the big that'll speed up the game. That's true. Is yeah, that already anybody? Implemented? No, that's not in there. Yet. No, it's not. Not until Overwatch Two comes did out. Did anybody like, ask like something related to, "Hey, are you going to go back on this five v five idea?" <laughs> uh, no one asked. But I, I mean, I think they're married to it. Honestly, I, I think it's a cool. I think it's a good idea. I, it'll make the game faster, and Man, you don't have I feel to like tr- you don't have to try to less- coordinate with your second tank. That's <laughs> cool. <laughs> But I feel like even less people will play tank now because the but there's only one. The pressure is so strong for a tank player. I now. Think the, it, the, it, what's going to be weird about that though is like what what happens to all the off tanks when you go to a five v five and you have no like somebody picks like a hog, you just have yeah. no barrier. Like it completely changes yeah. the way you have to approach a game. I mean, they're they're changing all those characters to make them main tanks. Apparently, yeah. yeah. How in the world do you change a hog so he's a main tank? Weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the barriers are not going to be as important. Maybe I don't know. 
The, oh, maybe so. What I've heard, uh, just from like various creators and stuff, and people who have come through like the AMAs and stuff, is that they're moving more towards like tanks are more like brawlers. So it's yep. less like they're front of the pack absorbing all the damage and more like nice. they're just in the thick of it fighting. I'm which, totally I mean, that's, okay with this. That sounds fun, unlike yeah. tank, which is kind of a chore. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of my Reinhardt anyways. I don't yeah, like... I mean, that's the that's fun my way to play occasion, but it's when, just fun. When, when they yeah. announced 5v5, I read through like most of that Reddit thread that was people discussing it. Mm -hmm. And every player that was like i main tank not every but like a lot of them were saying like a lot of the enjoyment i get out of tank is the um like playing off of your other tank like the yeah the mix and match of the different duos being so dynamic and being able to like manipulate how the the flow of the game goes based on the duo you choose Mm -hmm. so they're all very sad about the change yeah. Maybe they're just gonna have to pay more attention to their dps and their healers then <laughs> i mean a way to kind of look at it like the way i look at it right you, you don't you lose that kind of duo mentality but you, sure. each individual you as the tank have a lot more playmaking power yeah like the number of times like reinhardt charged in and as the off tank you're like oh he's gonna die like i didn't know we were doing this now <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. he dies and then you have to go die and yeah. it's just like over um now you can kind of assuming they actually balance it well where you can kind of make plays as tank i i think it could be good uh the other thing i think is cool a lot i feel like of like the really imbalanced comps like goats and stuff comes from tank combos you know what i mean like you don't you won't have double barrier anymore Goats probably isn't going to work anymore, right? Like a lot of the really annoying stuff comes from these two tanks are just a little, little too much, a little too much together. Um, I mean, that's, that's my thoughts anyways. Yeah. It's just going to be so stressful Man. playing tank. That's see, right. but I like, I don't know. I, I, and then the I whole kind team's like going to blame your tank when you lose. Well, I well, mean, I'm like now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, like, that's, mean, not, that's, not that's not a change. I yeah. mean, I mean, you only blame the Reinhardts that charge in with no backup. I mean, other Reinhardts. <laughs> if you like, if you change tanks so that they're not a front line just soaking up damage, and you make them more of a brawler, though, I feel like you change their role in the game. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't. Maybe people just won't see it as that much anymore. Like, the tank is the reason we lost. Like, they weren't playing as a sure. tank. They were doing their job. They're still doing damage. They're you know taking shots, but they're not like they're not having to sit there with barrier up so soldiers okay, can sit behind and fire. Don't think about it logically. Think about it as toxic gamers that have an easy <laughs> way to blame a single person on the team for yeah. the loss. Like that's that, fair, I, I, in the same thread I was reading through, I saw somebody talk about before Overwatch One came out, the team discussed why they chose six players, and they said part of it was to do with toxicity in the community because actually having two players on each role, you can't. You can like. You can't target somebody. You can share blame. Like you can't. You can't target somebody. Like I don't know how much that actually matters because people are still toxic constantly. Yeah. But but like you can't like pinpoint all the blame for a role on one person. That's fair. And also, mm. I mean, to go along with that, they didn't want to do more people in each role because it started to get like to talk about visibility of what's going on in the match and like just it being all chaos and stuff like that. So. Try. That was the least number of people that you could play on a team where you still shared the burden of each role with somebody else. Hmm. I feel like it could be flipped on the other side, though, where if it is the brawler mentality and it's what, how I'm thinking about a brawler would be, 
can't really blame the tank because they're doing their job by running into the fight and being the distraction. The DPS needs to pick up the slack and actually end some of the characters of the brawlers actually fighting. And if the DPS doesn't do its job, then it's the DPS's fault, not the brawler's fault. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Could be Hero's fault, too, because like if the brawler's about to fall, his job is to be in the thick of it. You better be healing. Yeah. And there's two healers, so now the two healers get blunt. So, I mean, it, maybe they did wrestle with this a little bit and, and did play off of what you were saying, Alex, and then it came down to when they're testing labs that it wasn't the tank's fault almost every time because he was just doing what he was doing. It's really never the tank's fault, guys. I think this is a moral <laughs> <That's> the takeaway. <laughs> yeah, it's always DPS. They're always it's, the problem. It's the widow that picks after the McCree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about a couple of things in news realm. Um, first and foremost, we have uh, the 3080 Ti announcement, which yeah, Alex, are you like pumped, indifferent? Um, what is Ti? Uh, yeah, it's the international. All, it's played by two teams, typically uh, first of various all, me, countries. Me and Chad watched the announcement. It, it was in Taipei, so it was at like midnight when the announcement happened, and the dude on the broadcast called it the 3080 tie. <laughs> not just once but like constantly i think that he was channeling the location that he was at and he was and then, just like it's just this right it's yeah, really it was upsetting. really funny because like as soon as it happened you saw the entire twitch chat go tie 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 like what <laughs> <laughs> uh, i actually i asked alex what they referred to it in like recent ones and he went back and watched yeah through I went and, and pulled up the 2080 Ti announcement just to make sure I wasn't crazy and that it's not Ti <laughs> all along. And they definitely call it Ti in that announcement. So I don't know what the deal is there. NVIDIA being weird with naming as usual, yeah. I guess. Does it even actually stand for anything? Titanium, I think. Titanium. Okay, yeah, it's so like the titanium edition. Something that directly relates to its performance increase. Excellent. Well, it's, it's made out of titanium. Now. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why yeah, it costs yeah, yeah. so much. But if you follow that mindset, Ty, like, it's not called Ty, but like, he's not inaccurate. Uh, yeah, totally. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of weird that this GPU exists at all because there's so little wiggle room between the 3080 and the 3090. But I think it exists specifically because uh, if you don't know how like GPU lines are made, they basically have one big GPU that they start with. And then the manufacturing process is not 100% efficient. So you have certain cores that are bad on each of those chips that they make. And so the ones with some cores that are bad get cut down and put into lower 30, level 70s, GPUs. 30, yeah. 60s, yeah. So they have chips that are like almost good enough to be 3090s, but not quite. So they're just going to put them in this thing, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing's MSRP is $1,200, which Excuse me? just seems Wait, what's the 3090 so, 3090 is 1500 mm-hmm. MSRP. Okay. What, like, what kind of performance increase between like the 3080 and the 3080 Ti is there, though? It's like 10% maybe. 10%. Like, like it's going to be like a it's going to perform basically identical to a 3090 except for it has 12 gigabytes of vram instead of 24. it'll it'll perform very slightly less than the 3090 because you know like i said it's going to be slightly cut down um but yeah i think the pricing is i think they're crazy i I think they only price it at 1200 because of the state of the market because they can they can get away with it the the rumors leading up to this it may not even be that they can get away with it though it may just be like 
This is literally the cost of raw material. Like things have increased so much, we just don't really have a choice. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. That there were so many rumors that it was going to be a thousand dollars, which sounds about right because uh, thirty eighty is eight hundred. You step up a little bit, you get the thousand dollar one. It's twelve gigs of VRAM, which is a lot of the expense of the card, because the thirty ninety is very expensive because it has so much VRAM on it. It's twenty four gigs, which is just right. so much more than you need for games. And cutting that in half, you would think that you would drop more than three hundred dollars off the price tag. Hmm. I don't know. It it seems weird. Like the rumors were very solid that it was going to be a thousand dollars, and then rumors post announcement were that it was kind of a last minute decision to raise it, hmm. just like kind of on the fly. Like maybe they just think they can get it out of it because of yeah. I don't know. I mean, they they'll sell out for sure. Oh, well, I'm sure they will. Instantly. I mean, you still can't I mean, they're get a 30, probably 80. already sold out. I think they went yeah. up yeah, today. Have you considered um, that maybe like the tie is twelve hundred dollars and the <laughs> TI is going to be <laughs> two Good different models? Yeah, man. could be. So the other thing is, for whatever reason, I the so the guy that me and Caleb keep on buying stuff from because we can't buy stuff anywhere. His name is or the company name is OG Ten K Tech. They're based out of Ohio. Um, I got my 3080 from him. I've got my CPU from him. At some point, my 3080 was taking so long, I joined the quote-unquote pirate club on oh their site. Oh my gosh. Which is because he was, under, he was under NDA, right? So he couldn't say that there's a 3080 Ti, even though everybody knows there's going to be a 3080 Ti. So he put up on the site, you can pay $1,000, which is, like I was saying, the heavily rumored price, and get pirate booty. <laughs> but it was like it was like b-o-o-t-i it was like, wink wink oh my gosh <laughs> you know so, so you basically are pre-ordering a 3080 ti so i'm like gonna be able to get a ti fairly quickly despite them not being able to be purchased anywhere also he charged everybody a thousand dollars and he's he mentioned that he he's gonna be fair on price or something there was there was something he said that he wasn't going to charge anybody more than what he charged originally. So maybe I'm going to get like a discounted 30 ATI. I don't know. How does that we'll see. work? The whole thing is I don't even care because <laughs> the state of the market is such that I could just sell it in an instant if yeah. I need to. So putting putting the money out there for it is not really an issue, I think. So the way it all shakes out, I guess, well, I'll decide what I'm going to do with what I get. But yeah, so you maybe I'll have a 3080 Yeah, maybe I sell <laughs> a 3080 at MSRP to somebody that needs it. I don't know. At MSRP, huh? Jeez. If I know them. If I don't know them, they're getting scalped. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Problem, Alex. <laughs> I don't know. Um, along with that announcement, though, they also announced some new RTX games, uh, which I really only bring up because Doom is finally getting yes. ray tracing support. Yes. Nice. I, I literally don't understand why they did this, but when I watched the trailer, it made me want to play Doom again. Yeah, oh, it looks perfect. really cool. Surprise. <laughs> it looks so like, good. Like the the shots of video that they show of you firing like lasers or anything that like is light emissive and it travels down the hallway and lights everything up in that color and then like hits stuff and explodes and everything's in that color. Really Very stupid. cool. Really stupid. Uh, yeah, it looks really good. Um, they're adding DLSS to a bunch of things still. So NVIDIA keeping on top of the software development lead that they have over AMD. 
like even if you can get an amd card for a better price it's probably still worth getting an nvidia card just because of the software support that they have dlss ray tracing shadow play broadcast. broadcast yeah better driver support well what was the statistic of uh wins with reflex oh that was so dumb they they <laughs> they had some statistic on a slide that was like 50 million victories in Warzone using reflex and it's like <laughs> yeah because like some people turned the reflex tick box on in the settings and they happen to win like how many victories no, no, no. have they... it's because of it it's because of it Please. Uh, yeah how many victories have there been without reflex versus that as well zero because zero. Prob- <laughs> <Not a laughs> probably probably way more if i had to guess well we don't track that data and probably quote. like way more console players than there is uh pc players on yeah, warzone and so yeah. It, it, yeah there's probably way more victories on uh oh, yeah. i'm sure without reflex yeah wait don't you know pc players always win in warzone so true <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean but, i yeah. guess if Doom... you're talking pc players with a controller then sure yeah yeah I, I mean yes i watched stone play he like picked up a controller the other day of like first time he's like wow this is it's no wonder people kill me all the time when they're playing with controllers <laughs> wait is that is that actually a thing oh yeah yeah oh yeah their their auto aim or their aim assist whatever is like very 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 strong really they, ha- yes. they have to make controller players like be Feel able to good. play against mouse and keyboard people here's the thing no you don't (laughs) that's the correct (laughs) like you don't there is a solution to this and it is no crossplay period yeah well also people did testing and they found out that uh your frame rate is directly linked to how strong your um aim assist is Mm -hmm. and so the higher the frames and hurts (laughs) the better the aim assist so you just you just make it look like pudding just turn all of your settings down get max refresh rate Sure, I mean, just, it doesn't matter. You, if you can't see the enemy, the auto-aim will just snap to him. Yeah. So who cares? Wow. Guest star. Guest star! <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I mentioned on the podcast, but I got my 3080 and went into Warzone, and I don't think it made a difference in my frame rate. That game is whack. I don't know what's up <laughs> with the the code that they have going on there, but it like the first round you play... It's buttery smooth, like maxed out my monitor's refresh rate. The second round you play, it's like, I don't know, it's a little shaky. And then randomly right. you'll get you'll get random games where it's like, I can't hold 60 frames per second in this game. And I've turned my resolution down to 720p. I don't. <laughs> I literally Yikes. deleted my system 32. I, don't... <laughs> I shut down Discord. I, you know, made sure Chrome's not running. I looked in the background. All my everything's know, turned off. It you makes know what no I think sense. it is. It makes no sense. Provoxy? Yeah, it's Provoxy, dude. It's <laughs> it's preventing you from playing. Oh gosh. Oh now we got now she's dancing. Now she's dancing. <laughs> hey Alex, I was thinking maybe we could maybe we could end the cast with your short story about the police raid. Oh yikes. Oh what? What are we t- referring to? I don't my, I'm remember blanking. we were talking about like we were talking about earlier today, if I had like a, a oh, scanner the, that I could look at the house yeah. and see where all the electricity is being drawn. Oh, then yeah, it would be yeah. this big, bright, hot spot in the second so there, floor. I don't know. It was this random article I saw. I didn't read too much into it, but basically the the situation is they thought they were finding a grow operation, a marijuana grow operation. Mm-hmm. They had some sort of like, you know, heat imagery or whatever of the house from a helicopter. And they raided the house thinking they were going to find a whole big marijuana operation. Turns out it was Bitcoin mining. 
<laughs> and they're like, whoops. Uh, oh. Sorry about that. Is that all it takes to get a warrant? <laughs> I think like, so. Just... This room's hot. <laughs> Go get him. <laughs> I mean, it's oh. like electricity draw on the, on the on the network and then like also if you scan the house with like ir or whatever and you see like the the heat map is like oh buddy you got a room where you're growing marijuana i could see out your air conditioning's just broke you're like waiting on somebody to come back and fix it I, man that seems that's pretty scary <laughs> pretty sus yeah i mean can you imagine sitting there just mining people just yeah. run in guns blazing something yeah, what and then you're playing Jeez. CSGO or, or Search and Destroy, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to plant the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Bombs Shoot. on B. Bombs on B. It's like, <laughs> do you hear that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Uh, oh, I think that's it. That's all I got. It's all that's on the list here, guys. Yeah, no one so. has anything else on Is the list. too short? Or cast. Do we need to stall? I no. think we do. Let's okay. see. <laughs> Let's talk about Mass Effects more. Let's talk about Mass Effects. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, and Caleb Juno. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.